Good morning, and welcome to worship here at Our Savior's Lutheran Church on this Transfiguration Sunday. Welcome to those of you who are joining us via our, our OSL podcast, through our YouTube channel, or to those of you that are joining us this morning on our radio broadcast. However you have found your way to us, we are glad for your presence with us here in worship this morning. I remind you that there is a bulletin available for this service for download on our website so that you can participate in our worship this morning. In preparation for worship, I invite you to light a candle and also to gather some bread and some wine or juice to celebrate Holy Communion with us just a little bit later in our worship service today. We begin worship this morning with confession and God's word of love, grace, and forgiveness for us. Blessed be the Holy Trinity, one God, whose voice is upon the waters, whose mercy is poured out upon all people, whose goodness cascades over all creation. Amen. Let us pray as we confess our sin, trusting in the abundant grace of God. Holy God, you search us and know us. You are acquainted with all our ways. We confess that our hearts are burdened by sin, our own sins and the broken systems that bind us. We turn inward, failing to follow your outward way of love. We distrust those who are not like us. We exploit the earth and its resources and fail to consider generations to come. Forgive us, gracious God, for all we have done and left undone. Even before the words are on our tongues, we know them. Receive them in your divine mercy. Amen. How vast is God's grace. Through the power and promise of Christ Jesus, our sins are washed away and we are claimed as God's own beloved. Indeed, we are forgiven. In the wake of God's forgiveness, we are called to be the beloved community, living out Christ's justice and the Spirit's reconciling peace. Amen. We sing together our gathering hymn, O Morning Star, How Fair and Bright, hymn number 308, and we sing verses one, two, five, and six.
The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God, and the communion of the Holy Spirit be with you all. Let us pray. Almighty God, the resplendent light of your truth shines from the mountaintop into our hearts. Transfigure us by your beloved Son, and illumine the world with your image, through Jesus Christ, our Savior and Lord, who lives and reigns with you and the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen. At this time, we join Denise Vick, our Director of Children and Family Ministry, for a children's message. Good morning and happy Valentine's Day. Today is a special Sunday in our church here. It is the Sunday that connects Epiphany to the season of Lent, and it's called Transfiguration Sunday. Today has two Bible stories associated with it. The first one is from 2 Kings chapter 2, and it is our Bible passage for our Sunday school today. Let me read this story to you from our World Story Bible, page 110, titled Elijah and Elisha. Elisha knew God would soon take his teacher Elijah to heaven, but there was still so much Elisha needed to learn. Elisha wanted to be a great prophet and leader like his teacher, so he followed Elijah everywhere. He watched Elijah care for God's people. He listened to Elijah share God's messages. What can I do for you before I leave to be with God? Elijah asked Elisha. Elisha thought and thought. He wanted Elijah to stay much longer. Well, please share your spirit with me, Elisha asked. His teacher responded, you have asked a hard thing. If you watch me as I'm being taken up to heaven, you will receive my spirit. As the two walked and talked, a chariot of fire whooshed down from the sky. Father, Father, Elisha shouted. The chariot and his horses rode between them. The wind was strong. It twisted and blew. The wind roared. Elisha covered his ears. The wind stung his eyes, but Elisha didn't stop watching. The strong wind and the chariot of fire carried Elijah up to heaven. Elisha's teacher was gone, but the next moment, Elisha felt his teacher's spirit enter him. Elisha felt brave and strong. He stood tall. That day, Elisha became a leader too. Wow, what a story. Elijah was the voice of God to his people all through the reigns of two of the worst kings in Israel, King Ahab and King Ahaziah. Elijah was a mentor and a teacher to this young apprentice prophet named Elisha. When it was his time for Elisha to rejoin God in heaven, it was by way of a huge whirlwind and a fiery chariot. I imagine it was even grander than the chariot that Katniss and Pita rode in to the capital in the Hunger Games. It must have been so hard for Elisha all the time while he traveled with Elijah, knowing that his return to heaven was so soon. It's hard to talk about when you're, you really don't want that person to go, right? Have you ever had a friend move away? Well, usually they don't disappear, right? No, 
they let you know that they're going to be moving in a few weeks and then you try to spend every moment possible in the weeks just spending time together, right? You probably don't really talk about that day that they're going to be gone, right? Because it's hard. It's hard to have someone leave our lives, isn't it? it it's a sadness, a loss of sorts. But at least now when someone moves away, you can still talk to them, right? And plan visits. It makes it a little bit easier to bear the sadness, doesn't it? But what if you had someone close to you die and while they, they were sick, you were by their side that whole time? Again, you wouldn't want to dwell on the sickness, right? No, no, you'd want to do all sorts of things to keep your minds on just being with each other and enjoying your time together and just being together, right? And once they're gone, you'd still be sad, but you'd have all those memories and happy times to lift your spirits. It doesn't make the sadness actually go away though, right? But the memories can bring you strength and lift you up so that you can honor that person by being the best you that you can be. Well, Elisha spent every last minute with Elijah while on his last days down here on earth, right? Learning everything he could from him to help him and support him as they traveled across the country. And when it came time for Elijah to return to heaven, Elisha watched his mentor and his teacher ascend, right? And so he would be gifted then with Elijah's spirit and continue on as the new prophet on earth. And once he had that spirit come into him, he felt strong and brave. And he goes on to become a very great prophet. You could say that he went from being the student to being the new teacher, right? So can you go from being a student to being a teacher? Sure you can, no matter, no matter the age. Let me give you some examples. So let's say you have a little baby brother or sister and you know how to read. You could read them stories or you could help them put blocks one on top of each other or you could teach them how to put on their socks. You probably think that's pretty silly, but think about it. How did you learn how to put on your socks? Someone obviously had to teach you, right? Because if you picked up a sock for the very first time, you'd have no clue what you were supposed to do with it. Now, if you're older, you can always be a teacher out on the playground, showing the kids how to climb to the very top of that snow mountain without sliding down first, right? Or maybe one of the tricks you learn from the kids in the school and, or your teachers, like where to go and look for lost items. Think back when you didn't know where that was. You probably worried that your parents were gonna be so mad at you because you just lost your brand new mittens. But once someone taught you how to go find lost items by going to the lost and found area in the school and you go there and voila, there are your lost mittens. That person was an awesome teacher and a lifesaver. And as adults, we can always step into the teacher role, can't we? We can teach other, others to sew, to knit, to crochet, to help with our shawl, prayer shawl ministry. You can help uh, each other learn how to get on the internet so we can ch chat and FaceTime each other. You can offer up advice on pretty much anything. I say, if you are in need of a teacher or advice on anything, go to our Facebook page and post your need. 
I bet there's a member of this congregation that would be more than happy to help you out or offer advice. Don't ever be afraid to reach out, right? That's what our church is. It's a community of believers, and it's like a great big family, and family helps each other out, don't we? Okay, on to our second Bible story. Uh, that story comes from our gospel, uh, the book of Mark, the Transfiguration, where Jesus takes Peter, James, and John up to the top of a high mountain where Jesus is transfigured right before them. And his clothes become dazzling white, like LED bright light white, right? And then two others appear with him that we already know have gone on to heaven, Moses and Elijah. Yep, the very same Elijah from our first story. And then a loud voice speaks and says, this is my son, the beloved, listen to him. And then Moses and Elijah disappear. Wow. What do you think the disciples thought after seeing Jesus transfigured? If they didn't know Jesus already, who he was, they knew now, right? That Jesus is God's son. We know God is all powerful and ever present and is so much more than we could ever comprehend. And here we learn that Jesus is too. And he has been given his divine identity as God's son. And by that, we are all God's children. That is one of our identities, right? What are some of our other identities? Well, we are brothers and sisters and cousins and parents and aunts and uncles and husbands and wives and partners and students and farmers and hockey players and actors and pastors and on and on and on. We have many, many identities, don't we? But in this moment, we learn that Jesus is truly God's son. Wow. And now that we've come to the end of Epiphany, we begin our journey into Lent. When we get to walk in his shoes, Jesus' shoes, that is. And we hear once again how Jesus is put to the test even while he's performing miracle after miracle and sharing God's love to all people, he is tested, he's put on trial, he's betrayed and ultimately put to death. Like Elisha, his disciples walk by his side knowing the end of Jesus' time here on earth is coming. Imagine how they must have felt. Sad and helpless for sure, but they still were his students and they were learning from our great teacher. And soon they will transform and be the new teachers out in the world, won't they? So the season of Lent begins this Wednesday with our Ash Wednesday online service. And then next Sunday, next Sunday, 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 we have our very first Lenten kickoff drive-through event where I will have lots of things to pass out to families, to individual children, to adults, we have devotional guides to read and um, reflect on. We have um, prayer chain, we have chairs. We have 40 days of Lent chains for families with activities that the kids can pick out and do every day something different, like give up television and internet for a day or uh, create a homemade gift for someone. 
we have prayer chains that are the story in Bible passage, one verse at a time, walking us through till Easter. We have um, our 2021 goals, dreams, intentions, and hopes that you can color in and write out and post so you can stay focused this year. And I have so many other things that are going to be passed out. So please plan on attending the, this event and picking up your packets and saying hi, because we miss our church family and our church community. But before I go, I mustn't forget to bury our hallelujahs, right? You're probably wondering why we do this. It's like putting away your favorite toy or game for a while, don't panic, and then when you get it back, you appreciate it better, right? You may ever actually enjoy it more now that you know what it's like to go without it. So here is our official Alleluia. And it's time for us to bury it in our own wooden casket. Here I go. I will put it in our casket and I will put on this lid, do not open until Easter. And I will put it away. It is done. No more until we get to see Jesus again on Easter morning. How exciting is that? So let us end in prayer. Dear God, it is time for us to say goodbye to our Alleluia's and let them rest so that when they return to us on Easter Sunday, full of enthusiasm, they remind us again of who we are, your beloved children and your teachers out in the world. It is in Jesus' name that, name that we pray these things. Amen. Our first reading this morning is Psalm 50, verses 1 through 6, 1 through 6 and we will chant it together.
The Holy Gospel according to Mark. Glory to you, O Lord. Six days later, Jesus took with him Peter and James and John and led them up a high mountain apart by themselves. And Jesus was transfigured before them, and his clothes became dazzling white, such as no one on earth could bleach them. And there appeared to them Elijah with Moses, who were talking with Jesus. Then Peter said to Jesus, Rabbi, it is good for us to be here. Let us make three dwellings, one for you, one for Moses, and one for Elijah. Peter did not know what to say, for the disciples were terrified. Then a cloud overshadowed them, and from the cloud there came a voice. This is my son, the beloved, listen to him. Suddenly, when they looked around, they saw no one with them anymore, but only Jesus. As they were coming down the mountain, Jesus ordered the disciples to tell no one about what they had seen, until after the Son of Man had risen from the dead. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, O Christ. Well, grace and peace to you all in the name of our Lord and Savior, Jesus the Christ. Amen. Thin places. That is how the Celtic tradition describes the kind of experience we read about today in the story of the Transfiguration. Jesus is transfigured on the mountaintop, changed, illuminated somehow for a moment. A thin place, according to the Celts, is a moment, an experience, or a place where the presence of God just seems to permeate everything. A holy moment where any separation between us and God becomes so thin that we can't help but be aware of God's presence. This past summer, I was able to finally lead a backpacking trip to Christacon an ELCA outdoor ministry in the Absorca Beartooth mountain range of Montana. I say finally because I've served here now as your pastor going on eight years, and it has taken me longer than I would have guessed to be able to offer this adventure and this faith opportunity. And the year we pulled it off was during a pandemic. Crazy. Camp Christicon is near and dear to my heart having worked as a backpack guide and a camp counselor there for two summers while I was in seminary. I also met my husband there, so there's that. But beyond my personal connection, what I have witnessed over the years in leading trips to Christicon is that those I've brought to Christicon have also been deeply enriched by the whole experience, discovering the holy in creation, in community, experiencing the presence of God more fully away from what often are so many distractions in life. Christicon is literally a mountaintop experience, <laughs> a thin place, I think, in part because so many of our typical life distractions are removed. No cell service, no TV, no internet, just community, creation, just Hard work in hiking and exploring, reflection time in simple acts of worship and study, these all help to intensify the experience of the holy, of God presence in us and for us and with us, of our connectedness to one another. For any who have experienced outdoor ministries like Christicon, church camps like Luther Park, 
or even your own experience in outdoor adventures, you know what I'm talking about. The gift it is to disconnect, to slow down and wonder and wander a bit, to take what's around you, just take it all in, to really be present in the moment. The transfiguration for the disciples, I think included those same elements. For Peter and James and John, there was no doubt that God was up on that mountain. Think for a minute, if you will, of those sorts of moments in your life when time sort of seemed to stand still. Maybe the birth of a child or the celebration of a great accomplishment, maybe an amazing performance at the theater or an experience of healing physically, emotionally, mentally, a spiritual experience perhaps in worship, even the death of a loved one can be one of those moments when it seems as if time stands still, a moment that changes us when there is no question about what matters most. These are thin places. These are holy moments. And I am more and more convinced that in our culture, we have less and less of such moments. And when they do come, we often are less attuned to them. Many of us are distracted. Many of us might say that we feel like we're more like spectators, just slightly engaged in what is happening around us, all the while being inundated with information, immediate information at our fingertips. And even at this time of pandemic, when many of us have been forced to slow down or at least have less social engagements, even so, I think we still, I for myself at least, still find myself overstimulated and unable to absorb half the information that is at my fingertips which ends up leaving this heavy feeling of disconnection, heavier still, because we are physically disconnected from one another. Maybe even a heaviness in feeling somewhat disconnected with ourselves. And so we need desperately those thin places, those holy moments in our lives that can remind us of who we are and whose we are, that can remind us of what matters most to us and why it matters most. We need the view from the mountaintop to take back with us down the mountain, to inform and shape our journey back into the valley, back into everyday life and faith and discipleship. It is why we worship. It is why we are called into Sabbath, called up the mountain for a moment to witness God illumined more clearly. It is why at OSL we have worked so hard to provide virtual worship this year, because we need to remember who we are, whose we are. We need to see the brightness of God. We need to be reminded that we are loved. We need to remember that we are forgiven, especially when we don't feel so lovable. Virtual worship is not the same as being together in person, but it is still a little mountain we climb. It is still God's light shining on us. It is still light that shines on who God is and who we are as God's people. And it still empowers and emboldens us to travel back down the mountain so that we are better equipped to see our neighbor, our purpose, to see God at work in us and through us. If we were to keep reading 
the verses that follow our gospel this morning, we would learn that soon after Jesus and his disciples come back down the mountain, they encounter a crowd. And this crowd is surrounding a father who's brought his young son to Jesus because the boy convulses and wreathes with pain, grinding his teeth, unable to speak, disfigured with what is described as a demonic possession. Imagine the extreme contradictions of experience. Jesus transfigured up on the mountain and soon thereafter a child disfigured with suffering and pain. I learned a few years ago and it just sticks with me. I learned that the word for transfigure in Spanish is the very same word as disfigure in Spanish. They are one and the same word, transfigurar. Our English language defines transfigure is to change into something more beautiful, while disfigure, of course, means to spoil the beauty of something. But how interesting in Spanish that these words are the same word. I find myself thinking in Spanish, so to speak, when I imagine the disciples on the mountain in that thin place, seeing Jesus transfigured, transfigurar, and then climbing down into the valley to see that child disfigured, transfigurar. I used to think there was this huge sense of contrast between these two back-to-back -back stories in Mark's gospel, but now, now I consider them to be deeply linked, connected, as these moments that are both all about seeing and engaging and paying attention. Jesus tells his disciples on the walk back down the mountain in conversation with them between these two moments of transfigurar, not to tell anyone of what they have seen, not until after Jesus has died and has risen, not until after the cross, after God's unbounded love will be poured out in such a way that proves once and for all who God is, love, healing, justice, mercy, and who God is not. Not empire, not Caesar, not violence, not vengeance. God is not injustice or oppression. For the very powers that God is not are the powers under which Jesus will die, the powers that will try to silence him. But God will not be silenced, and Good Friday will give way to Easter morn, another mountaintop experience of God's brilliant light shining through the darkness. As we gather today on our own little mountaintop that is our worship, God is shining, helping to attune our vision, our listening, our praying, so that we can better see the world that God loves, the faces of those God calls us to serve, our neighbors near and far, ourselves, our own broken yet beautiful reflections too. Life in the valley can sometimes beat us down and make us feel timid or insignificant. And so we come to the mountain to remember that God is with us, that we walk together. Even while physically apart, we walk together. And we pray that soon we will get to worship physically together too, that we will get to climb the mountain side by side in our sanctuary. And hey, some of us will even climb some big Montana mountains together this summer too. In the fullness of God's light shining on us this day, may the holy fill you up so that the Spirit can send you forth 
to do some of your own light shining too. In the name of Christ. Amen. O wondrous image, vision fair, number 316, and we sing verses 1 through 4. with the OSL Women's Group is offering a $150 scholarship to all of our youth who are attending Luther Park or Christicon this summer. Luther Park is still determining and working out their summer camp schedule, but now is the time to begin thinking about this wonderful opportunity for summer ministry for any of the youth in our congregation. So here is a little snapshot and preview about Luther Park. Hi, I'm Dylan. Hi, I'm Drea. Hi, I'm Addie. Hi, I'm Jenna Hadley, and I was a camper here. My favorite activity was probably the high ropes course because it was very exhilarating and fun to do. My favorite activity is canoeing. The thing that I look forward to at camp the most is all camp games, specifically Pharaoh Pharaoh. My favorite part of camp is doing the high ropes course, which is always amazing. My favorite camp song is Prince of Peace. Favorite song is Deep Cries Out. 
Um, definitely Days of Elijah. My favorite camp song is probably Prince of Peace because it's kind of like an upbeat but very touching song. Something that I really look forward to next year at camp is doing all camp games like Rainbow Fun Tag. My favorite thing about coming back to camp is always the meet, getting to meet new people. It's a lot of fun. I love getting new friends. Kids should come to camp because it's a really great experience. They get very connected to their faith and make a ton of friends. You should come to camp because it's really fun and it helps you grow closer to God and to meet new people.
guided by Christ, made known to the nations. Let us offer our prayers for the church, the world, and all people in need. After each petition, we sing together, Lord, listen to your children praying. God of good news, we pray that your gospel of love and grace would be proclaimed through your church and through each of us in word and deed. Help us to shine your light on people far and near and empower us in our service that our hands might bear your good news. God of creation, we give you thanks for sun and moon and stars, for life forming in the dark earth and ocean deep, for mountains and clouds and storms, and for creatures seen and unseen. May your Holy Spirit guide us in our stewardship of your good creation. We pray. of your presence with us always through every struggle to the end of the age. God of the living and the dead, we thank you for the faithful departed who now rest from their earthly pilgrimage. May their lives ever remind us of your goodness. Merciful God, hear the prayers of your people, spoken or silent, for the sake of the one who dwells among us. 
your Son, Jesus Christ, our Savior, we pray to the Lord. you now to greet one another with a sign of peace as we send our greetings of peace to you and as we greet one another here. Peace be with you. Peace. I want to say thank you for your continued generosity, for all of the ways you have supported the work of helping those most in need here in our community and your support for the ongoing ministry of our Savior's Lutheran Church. Your support is vital as we continue to walk and follow in the ways and the work of Jesus. We welcome your offerings here to OSL and to our shared ministry. You are invited to send your offering to our church office, or you can use our online giving option that you'll find on our website at oslme.com. If you have not yet already done so, I invite you at this time to go and gather some bread and some wine or juice as we prepare to celebrate Holy Communion. We sing together now our offertory, Let the Vineyards Be Fruitful. Let us pray. O oh God, receive these gifts as you receive us, like a mother receives her child with arms open wide. Nourish us anew in your tender care and empower us in faithful service to tend to others with this same love through Jesus Christ, our saving grace. Amen. In the night in which he was betrayed, our Lord Jesus took bread, broke it, and gave thanks, and gave it to his disciples, saying, Take and eat. This is my body given for you. Do this for the remembrance of me. 
Again, after supper, he took the cup, gave thanks, and gave it for all to drink, saying, This cup is the new covenant in my blood shed for you and for all people for the forgiveness of sin. Do this for the remembrance of me. Gathered into one by the Holy Spirit, let us pray as Jesus has taught us. Our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come, your will be done, on earth as in heaven. Give us today our daily bread. Forgive us our sins, as we forgive those who sin against us. Save us from the time of trial, and deliver us from evil. For the kingdom, the power, and the glory are yours, now and forever. Amen. As we are gathered together virtually this morning for this time of Sabbath, we are called into this experience of our own, this little mountain top experience as it is, to be reminded of who we are and whose we are. As we are connected in this meal together, we are fed. We are fed so that we can journey forth into the world to be the body of Christ, to be those servants of Christ who love and serve our world. So receive these gifts this morning that you might be filled up. The body of Christ is given for you. The blood of Christ is shed for you. As you receive these gifts this morning, as you celebrate Holy Communion, we welcome special music from our own Michaela Gifford. She will be playing for us this morning, Salut de Amor.
the body and blood of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, strengthen you and keep you in his grace. Amen. Let us pray. Christ Jesus, at this table, we have feasted on your very life and are strengthened for our journey. Send us forth from this banquet, nourished in body and in spirit, so that we might proclaim your good news and serve others in your name. In your holy name we pray. Amen. As you enter now into the rest of this Sabbath day, receive this blessing. God, the creator, strengthen you. Jesus, the beloved, fill you. And the Holy Spirit, the comforter, keep you in peace. Amen. I want to take a moment now to brief you, the ministers of OSL, and share some ministry updates with you. The first is a reminder that the annual meeting is taking place today at 9.45 this morning. You can find a link to that meeting on the front page of our website, along with a phone number to call into the meeting if that works better for you. Lent is right around the corner. It is, uh, begins on Wednesday, in fact, Ash Wednesday, is this Wednesday, February 17th. This year during Lent, we will be hosting a virtual worship service via Zoom that starts at 6.30 p.m. This year, we plan to include a time to share communion together in that service. We hope that you will be able to join us for that Zoom worship service as we try something new for Lent this year. A link to that worship service will be, is found, or can be found on the front page of our website. As Lent gets underway, we have a Lenten drive-through planned on Sunday, February 21st. That's next Sunday from 10.30 to 12.30. Denise and I will be outside to hand out some Lenten activities, some crafts, some devotional materials, for children, for families, for adults in the congregation, all are welcome to come and drive through and pick up those packets. As we move into the season of Lent, your ministry outside our walls committee is once again sponsoring a Lenten drive. You may remember our past drives of toilet paper and diapers. This year, our focus is on homelessness here in our community. Stepping Stones, as you may know, normally operates a homeless shelter during the winter months called Winter Haven, but because of COVID, they've not been able to open. However, the need for such shelter and such housing has not decreased, it's increased, and Stepping Stones is still meeting that need by um, housing um, folks in local hotels. The approximate cost to house one person per night is $70, and so your ministry outside our Walls Committee challenges you, invites you to consider making a $70 donation or any dollar amount um, directly to Stepping Stones in support of this important ministry. I think that's all of the announcements that I have. Oh, nope, one final one, sorry. If you have any prayer concerns or wish to speak with a member of our staff, one of our parish nurses, or one of our pastors, please reach out to us. We are here for you during this time, and you can find all of our contact information on our website. Our worship concludes this morning as we sing together our sending hymn, Love Divine, All Loves Excelling. It's hymn number 631.
people of God. Be the light of Christ. Thanks be to God.